playoffs in the lead up to the game. They quickly were forgotten as they often are. Um, I remember there was this article that was written in The Guardian where this pissy uh, British journalist came in and ripped upon how boring we were and all that sort of stuff. And it was all this, there was a lot of negativity in the lead up that week before. And a lot of news organizations, as journalists are apt to always look for the cynical, and I have been one of them, so I can say that. Um, look for the <laughs> negative, and that this did not help. It, it was not a smooth start. And yeah. so that's kind of my wood medal which is epitomized by Wayne Gretzky standing in the pissing rain with drunks <laughs> running at him in a pickup truck. I just posted the image again because it's so funny. You're like, he looks at you like your dog looks at you after you just told him no, that you're not going for a walk. Like, oh, okay, fine. I'll just hold on to the rail and I'll hold on to the light on the other one. And I'm just going to be here. All right. My wood medal here is a bit towards the legacy of these games. It's not related to the actual events. And it's the Richmond Hill. It's the, the Richmond, actually, the Olympic Oval for Richmond, where the, the speed skating was happening, was changed into an athletic center with more of a civilian type of, of uh, what's the word, uh, vocation. So it's unfortunate that it's not conserved its idea. And it was one of the few covered long rinks in Canada for speed skating. It would have been great to see the legacy and maybe see the long the, the long speed skating program being better in Canada with this. And it's unfortunate that it has changed. It's, of course, still used for multi-purposes and it's still sports-related, so that's good. It's not a freaking zoo like the Velodrome in Montreal, which I'm still mad at and I wasn't even born. All right. But uh, as you can see behind me, it's a studio that I chose to have for today. Also, the Richmond Oval. That's my wood medal. At least it stayed in the sports world. But it's unfortunate that its true vocation wasn't respected fully. And look, I wasn't even covering the games back then. Maybe it was always into the plans to make this uh, multi-purpose athletic center after the games, maybe. But God damn it, I wish sometimes we would just keep the vocation and the identity of these landmarks project that were built for a purpose and keep that purpose and that vocation Olympic related. Well, and there's a ways to find a middle ground too between community use and elite use after the games. And if you look at the Milton Velodrome in here for the Pan Am Games, it's <laughs> bingo, what? bingo, check. We, we talked about the Milton Velodrome and the Pan Am Games, so you can uh, you can put a <laughs> a check on that. Yeah, there you go. Well. They are multi-use now. They have like, basketball courts in the middle between the track. They they have uh, access to community you know, use to them. You can learn to do cycling on the track there, which is not something you can do in many parts of the country. But they also have the ability to still have elite races there. They have had some events, not anything close to what they once had, but they, they can. And they continue to, to do that. And I think it would have been nice to have you know, utilize the center of the track a bit more and other areas of that facility and still maintain the track. And that's a particularly the case when you look at the fact the Olympic Oval in Calgary is 32 years old now. The one in and, Montreal was outside and never uh, never stayed because there was one here in Montreal. It wasn't Olympic game related, but it was one here. But no, it's to the point, yeah. Yeah, so, and there is concern about the long-term um the long-termness of the Calgary Oval. It's still there for now, but if they lose that, then Canada's <laughs> advantage in the speed skating game is going to drop significantly, without, and I can't see them building one without another game. I was going to say, unless they get a, they get another Olympic game in Calgary soon, uh, we're not going to see improvement to that to that infrastructure. 
yeah, you know, and, and I don't, no one's going to cheer for how that would happen in the near future because that would involve the virus not getting under control soon. Um, <laughs> even then, Vancouver might get them before that because, well, well I, I think Vancouver would be one of the prime candidates to get that before. I think that's, you know, relative to this podcast right now uh, because these facilities, for the most part, are still around. Um, you know, Ski they have converted of some of them and downsized some of them, but it would be fairly easy to get them back up to standard. I mean, we're in arena country, so yes, not a problem. like the States with a World Cup. <laughs> it's not a problem. to find enough rinks. <laughs> you know, that's not a problem. And when you're looking at the venues, it's the ski jumping venues. These are the type of uh, venues that are more difficult to get done. And guess what? Well, these exist. The loot, the ski jumping, and 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 the mountains and everything, yeah, that still exists in that. So, so that's my wood medal for Vancouver 2010 is uh, the Richmond Oval being turned into a multi-purpose athletic center. Now uh, let's go and uh, let's go into the kitchen. Well, let's get ourselves a snack. Let's give a poutine medal for a great Canadian performance in the 2010 Vancouver Olympic Games. I'm going to cheat a little bit here. Um, if people remember these games, there was an incredible momentum in the final weekend where Canada just kept getting medals. And it all kind of started on the Thursday night. The Thursday night of the final weekend, so just before the weekend started, was the quarterfinals of the men's hockey tournament. It was the gold medal game of the women's tournament. 